Several weeks ago, as we began the process of looking for additional elders, as we began the process of looking for men that we could add to the eldership, new shepherds, additional shepherds to our congregation, I did a lesson that I hoped would encourage you and give you insight into the type of men that we were looking for to be our shepherds. The big idea in that lesson, if you will, was that we were looking for men of duty. And as I spoke in that lesson, I I defined being men of duty in this way. I said that we were looking for men who were willing to accept great responsibility and act out of deep personal conviction for a cause greater than themselves. This picture and this, and this idea of a shepherd is very, very much rooted in that historical or that, that uh, agricultural uh, picture of this world of, of shepherding, where a man in reality, and this is interesting, where a man is called to place himself in a position of, of not just caretaking, not just overseeing, but in a position of even danger. Actually, when you think about it, what happens is is that a shepherd that's hired by an, an, an owner, the owner's really looking and saying to them, you know, <laughs> you're expendable, <laughs> not my sheep though. I want you to put yourself in a position where you see my sheep as being worthy of your last effort. This picture of of shepherd and men of duty are men who see a responsibility, a task that's bigger than themselves, but it's also a task that's for a cause bigger than they are. It's for the cause of Christ. It's for the cause of the church. It's a responsibility and a cause that I think is clearly seen in one of many passages in Scripture that speak to us about the spirit and the nature of shepherding. In 1 Peter chapter 5 and verses 2 through 3, Peter says this to the shepherds. He gives them this charge. Shepherd the flock of God among you. Exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but voluntarily, according to the will of God, and not for sordid gain, but with eagerness, nor yet lording over those allotted to your charge, but proving to be examples to the flock. As I talked about that that portrait, that big idea of men of duty several weeks ago, I broke it down into four attributes that I believe are at the heart, that are at the very core of who these men are. And the first one that I talked to you about was that they were going to be men 
who would model God-directed lives. That they were men who had, in such a way, opened themselves up to God's leading of their lives. That instead of looking internally for who they are and what they were about and where they were going, they, they looked to God. And they began to and have been in, in, in many years of their lives. Been men who have placed themselves under the leadership of God and have become examples, spiritual examples of those around them. You see, remember in that passage there in 1 Peter 5, he, he ended up by saying those words that those shepherds are to prove themselves to be examples to the flock. They're, they're, they're men who are answering the call to be living models of spiritual character and spiritual temperament that God wants to see in us. That they become those that we look to and we understand that these are the characteristics and these are the temperaments that God wants for our lives as well. In, in many different ways, we, we look to and these shepherds of ours are supposed to be spiritual models for us when it comes to, to, to money. The idea and the spirit to have with regard, uh, regard to how we view money. And we try to model what God wants in that way. But they are also there to be models of things like uh, marriage and models of interpersonal relationships and, and how we behave with one another. And, and they're also models of devotion to God and devotion of the Word. And, and we're looking at, and, and there are just so many of those areas that, that 1 Timothy chapter 3 and Titus chapter 1 reveal to us. That we're to be looking to our shepherds as models for in our walk of faith. It's a calling to be God-directed, models of God-directed lives. But there's another aspect, and in, in that they would be those type of men that would protect the spiritual security of the flock. Shepherds have this very keen eye for trouble. Shepherds have a keen eye and they see the possible enemies of the church and they're watching for those, those things. They're essentially answering the call to duty with a, a courage and a conviction of Scripture as they purpose to protect our spiritual well-being. They're looking out for us and they're tending and, and they're watching and making sure that there are not things in this world that are attacking us or leading us astray. These shepherds are men who are not swayed by worldly voices and they really can't tolerate any of the corrupting agents of this world that would come in and lead sheep away. And then there's this idea that they are men who build up our spiritual maturity. 
They've taken on the task. They've taken on the responsibility to equip us and to encourage us and to exhort us on our journey as we seek to be just like Jesus. Since we as disciples of Christ are supposed to be growing to the measure of the stature that belongs to the fullness of Christ, Ephesians 4 and verse 13, God gifted and gave his church elders, among other things, to help us and equip us for that journey. They teach us truth. They urge us onward in righteousness. And when needed, they even call us to repentance. And then these shepherds that we're looking for, those who help the hurting, they're those who, when we experience trials and heartaches of life, they, they not only come along beside us with hearts of compassion, but they come along beside us, even more importantly, with prayers of righteousness. And they pray on our behalf. They reach out to God for our mercy, for our grace, and for blessings in our lives that we need. They're there to help us, not, not just with words, but they're there to help us with the power that comes from God in moments of need and in trial. It's with these attributes in mind this morning that I'm asking our current and incoming elders to come here to the pulpit now. And as they come to the pulpit and as they stand up here, I'm going to be asking them to affirm that they are men who are willing to answer this call to duty. You see on the front of your bulletins today the five incoming shepherds. Also this morning, at the rear of the pulpit here, you will see our present elders. And this morning I'll be speaking both to the incoming elders and our present elders. As I talk about and as we think about this call to duty. Gentlemen, having heard the call and the charge of the Holy Spirit in 1 Peter 5, and having heard me speak of this overall biblical calling to be those who will dedicate yourselves to being men who model God-directed lives, to be men who are willing to protect the spiritual security of this flock, to build up the spiritual maturity of us here at sunset and to be those who are willing to help the hurting. I'm asking you now, each one of you, if you are willing to answer this call, then before this congregation will you say, I am. Thank you so much. Let's pray together. Father, we pray that your grace, abundant grace, 
in divine wisdom to be given and to rest upon these men. We pray that you encourage their hearts and strengthen their spirits as they have answered and accepted such a sobering call to duty, to service, to shepherding. Father, bless them as they model for us. Bless them as they do what they can to protect us spiritually. Father, bless them as they mature us and as they help us in service to you in Christ's church. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. I don't feel that a moment like this this morning would be complete unless I talked to us. Unless I called us, like I've called these men, to our own pledge. To embrace our own calling as sheep in this flock. In my lesson again several weeks ago, I talked about our call to duty. I talked about our call and our responsibility to our elders. And in that time, I I, I talked first of all about esteem about our call and our charge to esteem them highly. There are several passages of Scripture that speak to us about who we are in view of their shepherding. A couple that I think are so important for us to see and to listen to this morning are these. First of all, 1 Thessalonians 5, 12-13. It calls us to appreciate those who diligently labor among us and have charge over us in the Lord and give us instruction and that we are to esteem them very highly in love because of their work. And then in Hebrews 13, verse 17 It says, obey your leaders and submit to them, for they keep watch over your souls as those who will give an account. Let them do this with joy, not with grief, for this would be unprofitable to you. And secondly, beyond esteeming them, I want to charge you and call you to pray for them. As you think about the enormity of the task, as you think about these few men who are called to shepherd 1,500 people, surely you see the burden they carry. Oh, will you pray for them? Pray that the Lord will give them strength. And give them encouragement as they go about their service to you and to the Lord. And then finally, walk 
Our charge today is to walk in the ways of Christ so that they don't have to take that position in which they are admonishing us because we're straying or because they have to call us to repentance when we refuse to live as God would have us to live. And so this morning, with this in mind, I'm going to ask you, will you answer the call to duty that comes to esteem and pray and walk in ways that will honor God and bless our elders? And if you will, will you say, I will. I will. Thank you for that very much. I'm going to ask you men if you will take your seat now. We're going to give you a hundred question test <laughs> to finish up this installation and we'll see if you pass. These men have already passed the test. They've already proven by their lives and by their willingness to be shepherds of this congregation. As I said in the beginning, I know of few things that are more important than a moment like this in the history, in the moment, in the future of a congregation, than the selection and the installation of our shepherds. Shepherds. We use that term. It's very biblical. And I'm sure in many ways it, it conjures up many, many pictures of what they do. But when I hear that word shepherd, I can't help but think of the great shepherd. That great shepherd who took on a great, great call to duty. The call to come and rescue us. I think about the things Matt said in the communion talk. How in the moment of our great failure... The perfect man, the idyllic Savior, came to keep us from suffering from our Savior's failures so that we might experience victory. This morning, I wonder for you, not as much about whether or not you find yourself today underneath these shepherds, but whether or not you find yourself underneath the shepherd today. Allowing him to guide your life. Allowing him to care and nurture and protect and mature you as well. Maybe today, maybe it's the day that you want to step forward and you want to say, Jesus, you're my shepherd. Put him on in baptism. Allow him to guide you throughout the days of your life. Take in and be blessed by all that he is prepared to pour out into your life. If you're ready to do that today, let's do that while we stand and while we sing.